ABC. Action breeds confidence. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I did. I was like, you know what? I can't just sit here and do nothing. Mm-hmm. And so I got out. I started making calls to, to new clients, to old clients, and uh, getting the word out, ramping up, making decisions here uh, on a daily basis, tracking what, you know, how much are we spending on labor per hour? How many customers are coming in per hour? And at the end, that, that's really what it came down to is the decision that, okay, I have faith that we're going to get through this, but faith isn't just a feeling, right? It, it's, it's action as well. The Journey is available free on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, Rio Sports Radio, and several of your favorite internet platforms. Download, embed, and share via any of the social media you love. I am Neville. My guest is Mr. Adrian de Leon. He is a businessman and owner of La Margarita Mod Mex Kitchen and Rita Lounge in Irving, Texas. As we all know, the restaurant plays an integral role in the flow and functioning of life in the Western world. However, this essential shuttering for our safety has had a precipitous impact on that industry and the livelihoods of many. Our patterns of life are experiencing a massive shift unfamiliar to most, if not all of us. We of the journey do not think it is wise to sit in our laurels and do nothing. I invited Mr. de Leon to give us his perspective as best as he could on the current and evolving relationship between us as essential clients and that ravaged industry as it attempts to rebound. As well, there are a number of emerging entrepreneurs around the globe and youths whose dreams and efforts lean heavily toward creating new businesses. I will ask Mr. De Leon to give us as well some relevant advice. And I want to thank him. It does speak to his quality as a person that he'd agreed to carve out some time for us. It speaks heavily as well, I think, of how much he values your success and ours. Along the journey, we stop at intriguing places and meet fascinating people with novel solutions to some of life's tricky questions. And we play a few games and track the remarkable characters of three classic books, A Soundbite Life, Flight of the Fused Monkeys, and Illicet, A Time to Begin Again, all of which can be found on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Mr. DeLeon, thank you for coming onto the show. I know this is an extremely rough time. Uh, for you and your business. Um, can you uh, share with us what's happening? Uh, well, uh, first of all, uh, it's good to uh, reconnect with you again. This is uh, my second time on the podcast, so uh, certainly enjoyed it the first time, so that made it much easier to say yes the second time. Right, thank you so much. Uh-huh. Um, as far as what's going on, well, I mean, things are, are not good, right? The, there is a uh, global pandemic um, that has made its way to the United States, originated in, you know, um, in China, made its way to New York, and now has filtered down to Texas. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, extreme times require extreme measures. Uh, you know, in the interest of public safety, one of the things that they have done is they have shut down, uh, as it relates to my industry, restaurant dining rooms. We're only, a, uh, we're only able to do takeout and delivery and to-go services. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's basically reduced, um, you know, just to give you an example, you know, we're probably operating at about 20 to 25 percent of Mm pre-revenue before the crisis Mm -hmm. and operating on a really lean staff unfortunately in order to uh, make sure that the business has capital to sustain we've had to to lay off and to furlough people Mm -hmm. Um, so i mean that's kind of where we're at so as far as just the um you know that's 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 what we're looking at on Mm -hmm. the surface and knowing how this is going, how would you like to see it uh, pan out to get you back rolling again? What 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 would you like to see happening? I know we don't know what will happen, um, but how would you like to see? How could you see this turning around for you as a businessman? Uh, you know, uh, I mean, that's a uh, so that, that's a very very uh, deep question on many many fronts. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, so here's what I, I you know what, um, obviously, uh, at the right time, uh, I would like for us to, to begin to open. Don't know what that looks like, right? Government's in charge of that, but because uh, I, I don't want my answer to be, oh, yeah, it would be great to see everybody open, right? I mean, right. That, that's not the ideal. <laughs> but uh, at the right time, that if we can open and begin servicing customers at a rate that is deemed uh, acceptable and healthy with any kind of CDC guidelines to minimize this uh, infection that's going around. That's probably going to be with us for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my hope is that in this, um, that as I've had to dive deep into my business to make new uh, break-even points and things like that, mm-hmm. that I, you know, the world has changed. Everyone has changed. Habits have changed and people have been forced to change. So my hope is that I'm paying enough attention in the minutiae, in the day-to-day activities, mm-hmm. that I can come up with something, that I can learn something about our particular customers, about the way people are, you know, are adapting, mm-hmm. and that use that information within my business to, you know, to serve mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and and um, and again, right? If I'm able to do that and to serve well, then generally, you know, I'm compensated financially for that in, in a great, in a, you know, as an example, right? Bill Gates discovered Windows, right? Mm-hmm. So, so in the, right, not that I'm going to be the next Bill Gates in the restaurant, <laughs> but again, right, right. W- within my scale, if I can learn something about patterns that have changed, and and I'm able to turn that in and utilize that to serve people. Mm-hmm. And that I can capitalize on that financially, you know, then then that's great. And then I, I would love I would love for that. Right. Because ultimately you're in this. You want to learn something. Right. Right. The right. Worst thing that you can do is that you can go through this, just sur- just survive. And then you're out. Right. Because nobody you just don't want to survive. You want to survive and then you want to go to thriving. Mm-hmm. So I want to learn something within this that will allow me to not just survive, but will thrive when it's when when it's uh when we're able to yeah that's awesome that's awesome now when 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 you're i know nobody anticipated a pandemic such like this and 
so I don't want you to misunderstand this question that I'm about to pose. Uh, sure. But when you're when you and, and you've been around for a long while, I I, I know. But when you're setting up a business, to what extent uh, does uh, does a business as a businessman um, look at all the negative um, things that come about and plan for it, or is this something that no one really can never plan for? Yeah. Well, um, you know, I, I think obviously the answer is going to vary uh, dependent upon you know, the personality of the person that you ask. So <laughs> if you ask the optimist, right, versus you, you ask the pessimist, right? right. So, I, and I'm probably more of a realist. Right. That I, probably I know. That, that lends itself more to to the pessimist. So, um, so uh, you always imagine a worst-case scenario, but a worst-case scenario in your financial models is, hey, 20%, 25%. Mm-hmm. Um, decrease in sales. Mm -hmm. You don't account for a 75% decrease in sales. Um, So uh, now unique to me and to my circumstances, um, we I have been through several, what I would call, um, uh, you know, uh, financial problems, uh, not because of my own doing, but that's just the way things played out. Mm -hmm. And so I, I've always had, you know, kind of a doomsday outlook when it comes to finances. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I've always done is, as a business, I've uh, always had multiple banking relationships. And I've always, you know, carried a great deal of, uh, of a financial ability and freedom on the balance sheet. Uh-huh. Most restaurants... Uh, have not been able to do that, are unwilling to do that, and particularly if they have investors, right? That money, they, they, want, it, they want it to be returned to the investors. And so us being independent, not having any investors, you know, having somewhat of a doomsday outlook because of the past mm-hmm. uh, has allowed us uh, a bit of a cushion to, to make some changes uh, and adapt. And again, right, we, we still can't, um, you know, we still have to be wise with our resources, Mm-hmm. So um, uh, that's that's kind of the only kind of thing that we've done, right? Uh, we've done the modeling uh, on the pre on, before this happened, and again, it was very different, right? We were looking at twenty five percent, but uh, when this happened at, and they sh- shut down the dining room, we had to do a, a whole new different outlook. Mm-hmm. And given based on our past experiences, that gave us, um, you know, just the ability to say, okay, you know what, we're going to be okay, but we're just going to have to tighten our belts. Mm-hmm. Now, not uh, I know that you had as part of your business catering, but now uh, where uh, you guys are allowed to to serve to go, was that an easy transition, or how does that work? Uh, yes, I mean the. Um, so let me say first off, uh, about ninety. Uh, I'm going to say about ninety percent of the catering business is dead, and I say that simply because the biggest people that are doing catering are always going to be your corporate offices, right? right? right. Corporate offices have, have been reduced. So right. they're now operating on skeletal staffs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, your weddings, those large gatherings, that, that's done. Right. So the, the transition, um, I, I think for us, the bigger transition was, was more than we, with, with being reduced to 25% sales, 
you know, we ultimately, and being a restaurant, we quickly realized, okay, we have perishable product and we're not going to be able to utilize it, uh, all of it. You know, we can't make all the things that we normally make in-house mm-hmm. and and expect to to sell it all and to make fresh product. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just not doing that kind of volume. So the first thing that, that we did is we're going to have to minimize our, our product offering to really the most popular items, you know, and so and so that meant that even some things that weren't popular but were fan favorites were no longer going to be available for the time being because, you know, the sell-through rate uh, was just not going to be there. Mm-hmm. And, again, being a wise steward, we can't make product that ultimately we know that we're going to have to throw away because we're not going to be able to sell so, through. So, right. so that, that was somewhat of a challenge because uh, more so an emotional challenge because, you know, there are certain customers that you have that, you know they come in for a certain item, right? And you had to get rid of it, and knowing that when they come in and they order, oh, that they're going to be disappointed, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so that was a bit of a challenge. Uh, going through the mechanics of having to write the new menu and things like that was an issue. You know, as far as the mechanics of setting itself up, uh, not really. It wasn't too difficult because you know it, it was. Uh, you know, it, it really. All we did was really just we looked at, OK, how are things uh, unfolding? How are we adapting? OK, and how do we make it more efficient? So those that was done within two to three days of just, you know, monitoring, OK, you know, who's taking the phone call? How are we packaging the food and where is the customer waiting and things like that? So that that in, in a nutshell was was not too difficult. So um, as we, you know, stay in this, we are looking at, OK, how do we get more efficient at taking orders? you know, maybe online, how do we get efficient at possibly even delivering? So those are things that are still evolving. So uh, we'll figure out what to do as time goes on there. Mm-hmm. If I should take on the view of for some of us, uh, you know, it's of course confusing as well. We we don't know if it's safe to go to a restaurant. We we don't know, you know, uh, how, how we should go about ordering in this particular you know, should we feel comfortable with ordering daily or that sort of stuff? What would you be telling us to make it work for you and for us as as a client? Sure. Well, uh, so I always believe, uh, so uh, as far as, uh, you know, um, as far as safety goes, the best uh, way to be safe is making sure that you're safe on your end. Mm-hmm. Right, making sure you're 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 being proactive and washing your hands, wearing your gloves and, and your mask now as you go out in public. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The second thing is when you go into uh, you know your you know if you're going to your favorite local you know I don't know Mexican restaurant. Mm-hmm. So w- take a look around and are are they wearing their gloves? Are they wearing their masks? Mm-hmm. Right. So that should be a big conduit because if they're taking this haphazardly, then. The reality is, is, is that might not be so safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say you're still going to be okay calling, um, calling your restaurant, placing an order, coming in and picking up, you know, your food to go, um, you know, delivering if, if it's available, online ordering. But uh, again, just making sure that you know that if you're going in and the people, the restaurant that you're, you're that you're patronizing, that the individuals wear are on the on the as you walk in, those front people that there make sure that they're utilizing, you know, gloves and masks and things like that. Mm-hmm. Well, that that's good advice. All right, we'll be right back with Mr. DeLeon. 
Journey, a division of Mary Norma Media Network. The Journey's platform is thejourney.riosports.com. You'll find there a number of free resources, as well as creative, collaborative, networking and learning opportunities across many areas of life's experience. Our mission is to lift, inspire, explore, expand, and magnify what constitutes cohesive community, continuous growth, and exceptional leadership. Perhaps you will find this an opportune time to refuel. In that case, you'll find our personal development sections or health sections or lifestyle departments ideal for your needs. Check them out. Enjoy them. Or perhaps you just want to relax. Why not visit Games We Play or or Musical Launch? Inspirational music, motivational music, romantic music, or musicians doing what they do or discussing how they do it. These and way more are on the Journey's platform. That is thejourney.riosports.com. Perhaps your faith is shaken and a walk up Golgotha's Hill is just the fix, then do so with our Golgotha series. Or have fellowship with preachers of the podium. Or revitalize your spirit in fellowship with those groups practicing phenomenal life strategies. It's all there. Or studying the five enriching virtues. Or why not start your own study group? Maybe you prefer great preaching from a variety of different preaching traditions. Then check out our rotating sermon series. What if love is tickling your fancy? Yep, you can check out our love series or get engaged with top experts on sex, sensuality, and sexuality. Will cooking spice up your day? Does entrepreneurship tickle your fancy? Maybe you're a poet. Maybe you want to be a champion. You can't miss if you visit the Journey's platform, that is, thejourney.riosports.com. I am back with Mr. DeLeon. Mr. DeLeon, I, the, the one thing I admire you for is, uh, as you said, your realism, your faith, you seem to be very forward-looking. So how did you approach this, knowing that it's coming? Uh, well, when, whenever this event transpired and we looked at the new reality um, and I saw the, the daily receipts, you know, I, I immediately knew, okay, this is not sustainable and it's not sustainable long-term. And I really just sat down and thought about it. And, of course, you know, you go through all the negativity, you know, and all the fear. Mm -hmm. And I just made a decision. I said, you know what? I can sit here and wait for the storm, you know, to just kind of roll through, which we don't know how long that's going to be. 
Mm-hmm. Like, or I can take some action and kind of run into the storm and, and, you know, do what I know how to do and leverage relationships, execute on a daily basis and, and try to make things happen. Mm-hmm. And that's what I made a decision to do. I, I took a course a long time ago and I remember one of the things that they said was ABC, action breeds confidence. Mm-hmm. And, and that's exactly what I did. I was like, you know what? I can't just sit here and do nothing. And so I got out, I started making calls to, to new clients, to old clients, and uh, getting the word out, ramping up, making decisions here uh, on a daily basis, tracking what, you know, how much are we spending on labor per hour, how many customers are coming in per hour. And at the end, that, that's really what it came down to, is the decision that, okay, I have faith that we're going to get through this, but faith isn't just a feeling, right? It, it's, it's action as well. Mm-hmm. And so... I had the belief that we'll get through it and just started making actionable steps and started executing on a daily basis. And again, right tomorrow, I have my list of to do's. So it's never ending, right? We just Mm got to keep moving on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. I think that's such an awesome advice. I love it. I love it. And now if I switch it a little bit on the personal side, you're still a human being, you're running a business, you have to go through this storm, You're, you're fighting that battle. But on the personal level, you at home, in your quiet, what what is that like? Uh, well, let me just say that um, I spend very little time uh, out out of work. Right, I spend most of my time here at here at I mean day up to from sun up to sundown. Well, not sun up, but you know I think I'm probably here around nine thirty, and I probably go home around nine or ten. Mm-hmm. So. You know, my day is spent here. Um, in, and so I, I would say that there's really not a lot of quiet time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, when when I do go home, again, because there are certain steps that we're taking, I'm able to rest easier. And the things that I do um, are really kind of more as an escape. And so that don't really allow myself to, you know, sit here and just think about what could be. I spend more time just you know, maybe relaxing, watching movies, you know, reading and things like that, as opposed to trying to continue to figure out, you know, because the one thing that you can try and, and dig yourself into a rabbit hole is, okay, what's the solution, right? Like, like there's one silver bullet. And, and the reality is, is there's not. All right. right. There's all a bunch of activities that you do on a daily, weekly, monthly basis that will add up to success. Mm-hmm. So, so that's kind of what, what it's like for me on, on a personal note. I, I've been blessed because I've had some friends that have organized some some virtual happy hours. You know, mm-hmm. I haven't made a lot of them, but mm-hmm. I've probably made one or two that were welcome distractions that allowed me to reconnect. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of what it's going, like for me on a, pers- on a, on a daily basis, personal-wise. Mm-hmm. If you were to uh, talk to youths and knowing that they're all across the world, watching at what's going on on the outside, and I know that this is a, a swiftly evolving situation, what would be the first advice you would give them? Um, well, you know, I think... Um you know, ultimately, um, I think since it's everybody, right, since you're asking me to speak to everyone and everyone's in different situations, it'll have to be more generic. But I would say, you know, I, I don't think that it, fear is 
is an emotion that is uh, valid, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's correct. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, you know, during this time, you know, if you're feeling fear, like, okay, register with that, check in and say, okay, but how much of that fear is valid and how much of that is really just not valid? Mm-hmm. Uh, so in any endeavor, whether you're scared that you're going to lose your job, be homeless, whether you think you're going to get sick, you know, and things like that. Uh, again, right. There's only so much that we can do and the rest is really out of our hands. Mm-hmm. But just make sure that you're doing what you need to do um, on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. Mm-hmm. I, l- I like that. I like that. Um, one, you know what, let me interject and say one last thing. Um, mm-hmm. As I mentioned earlier, with within any crisis, right, there's always an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, really pay attention and, and figure out, you know, wherever you're at in your career, if you're just starting, you need to reinvent yourself, figure out where the opportunity is, you know, just, and it's usually buried there. It's right in, right in plain sight. Mm -hmm. Well, I think they say it's hidden right in plain sight, right in front of, just got to pay attention. So, you know, figure out where the opportunity is. And, you know, uh, when you come out of this, you know, um, things will be that much better. Well, I'm so grateful that you were willing, um, even in this uh, torrid time, to to share with us. You know very much on a personal level, I value what you share. I know that it comes from deep inside. It's very practical as well as heartfelt. And I want to thank you very, very, very much. And sure. No, glad to do it. You know, like I said, I, I'm not the only one. It, it would be very selfish for me not to do this because I, I'm not the only one going through something, right? The, fact of the matter is is this is affecting everyone so uh, we can all really look to somebody else to have for some help and support at this time thank you so very much yep absolutely glad to do it Neville The Journey is available free on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, Rio Sports Radio, and several of your favorite internet platforms download, embed, and share via any of the social media you love That was Adrienne de Leon, owner of La Margarita, Mod Max Kitchen and uh, Retail Launch, on 2922 North Beltline Road, Irving, Texas. Every new era is marked by a challenge that reveals the true nature of its character, its soul, its heart, our very being. A challenge so pervasive, so corrosive, so corrupting, it indulges our need for respite. A challenge that demands a new breed. A breed beyond the hero. The hunks I dreamed. In this brilliant epic adventure, we encounter the rare qualities of those equipped for this challenge. The hunks I dreamed. (laughs) See you next week.